beautiful people. Welcome and thank you for joining me for today's 15 minute fill up. Now we're still pretty early in this podcast. So I'm going to use these 15 minute fill ups to lay some really foundational stuff for you guys. And I love it. It's the work I do in the world. It's what I do with humans all over the place. And this is not my concept, but it is essential to having the very best life and living your heart unleashed. And so I'm going to share a concept with you guys today. This is not an original concept. However, it has been used time and time again by some of the greats like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and Stephen Covey even reference it. It is used all over and for decades and generations. And it really leads to a lifetime of success and it's foundational. So before I jump into be, do, have, I want to remind you the work that I do as an ontological life coach is around ontology. And ontology is the study of the nature of being. So I work with who or how someone's being more than what they're doing. And this fits so much into today's concept of be, do, have. And I did not know this information right away. A very dear colleague, coaching colleague, Sarah introduced this to me and it truly changed my life. We were in a partnership call and I was going on and on about something and she paused the call to really teach me this concept. And she asked me like, Abby, have you ever heard of Be Do Have? And I was like, no, what is it? And so she explained it to me. So I'm going to explain it to you today. But in the call, I was being really frustrated I was new in coaching at this point in my business and being a business owner was new. I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. So I've always had these like great ideas and concepts, but I've never like put pen to paper and started a business. So the way that I was being about all of this new experience about coaching and a business owner was like really victimy, like a real victim about the way that it was going. I was frustrated, annoyed, and confused, like about how to do it all. And like, really blamey, like, oh, there's, you know, nobody wants to be my client, or there's not enough people in the world to coach. Uh, you know, all the excuses that we tend to have, like, there's not enough time so I was being really irresponsible about my results, about my business. Like I was kind of letting the external factors of life be the reason that I didn't have what I wanted. And it just wasn't working for me. So what I was doing was, again, a lot of wishing, a lot of blaming a ton of moaning and groaning. And it may have not looked like that always on the outside, but when I was working with like my coaches or my support structures, I was just putting all the blame out into the world. Like it's not working for me. And this is why. So I had tons of excuses. And because of that, like what I was, because of the way that I was being about it, what I was doing was like really lackluster efforts. I was taking half swings at success or I would like make half an effort 
And then when it didn't work out, I was collecting all this evidence about why it wasn't working out. And so again, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't productive. And then some more of the things that I was doing was like not following up with people or avoiding good execution of a plan. I just like avoided all of it. I also avoided things that scared me, like asking to get hired or asking for the promotion or just different things. And so again, I'm going to repeat that. You can do all these things. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And as you can tell, and why you're probably listening to this podcast is hearts unleashed to be your fullest self, to have your fullest life. So although I'm talking about what's not working, I'm talking about that because there's probably some pattern that you face in that. So yes, back into back on track. I may, I may venture off every once in a while, you'll notice, but this is to remind you like what on earth, where are you getting Abby? I'm always getting to my heart unleashed and your heart unleashed. So although I would get that temporary relief of like blame, I was never, I knew I wasn't living my most fulfilled life and it certainly wasn't creating the life that I knew I wanted. So the way that I was being wasn't having me do things that would set up a great life. So what I had from that state of being, the blamey, the victim was very few clients and always below my asking rate. So I had a lower income than I needed or wanted, or that even sustained a business or life. So I had few clients, low income. I had a lot of new fear and anxiety. Now I'm going to say new because the anxiety that I had maybe in college or as a teacher was this anxiety like, you know, where am I going? What am I doing? It was like black hole kind of anxiety. Like, no, what is life? And I know there's more, but this new anxiety I had was like, can I make it? Will I do it? Uh, how's this going to work out? Because like I, I, like I'm sharing, I had low clientele. And so it was because I was making those lackluster efforts, but the anxiety creeping in was like, doubt in my fullest potential? And am I good enough? Will I be able to do it? And that was a new anxiety I actually had never faced before. So I want to share this because anxiety is just an emotion or just a bodily experience. Like uh, excitement and anxiety are actually kind of the same emotion. We have the heart palpitations, we get sweaty. Sometimes it turns out to like, we end up with some tears but anxiety is anxiety. It's just a, um, a buildup. So if you know that and you can release that you have anxiety as a, as a, um, you know, like an illness, you can begin to let go and know that you're experiencing anxiety as a feeling and begin to work through it. Anyways, very important because we think that that's, we're going to be fixed up when we have this life. And that's just not the case. I'm here to debunk that myth. So again, what I had as I was being the victim, I was doing a lot of victim-y things like blaming and, and groaning and moaning. And then the results that I had were few clients, new anxiety. I also had some self-doubt in myself and in my business. 
And then, yeah, I just didn't have a whole lot of traction. And because I had these like vague goals, I noticed that I had vague results and it wasn't working out in my favor. It definitely wasn't working out for my fullest life. Now, if you consider yourself for a moment, I'm sure you can kind of relate to what I was sharing, the way that I was being, the things that I was doing and the results that I was having. Although I'm talking about my coaching goals and my business evolution and my own ways of being and all of that, it's really for you to grab on, see where you relate and how you can apply it. Because this may actually apply to your relationship or your own work or your parenthood. So be, do, have is the foundational conversation. So I'm going to have you take a look because we often use be, do, have backwards. We say, once I have the money that I need, then I can do what I want to do, then I can be who I want to be. Another very common one is once I have all the time, then I can do what I want to do, then I can be who I want to be. So our goals stay casted off into the distance when we have the time or have the money or have the energy or whatever that is for you, but we're always waiting to have. And I'm just here to like tell you, knock it off. Like, honestly, that's some of the best coaching I give is to tell someone, just stop it (laughs) because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve us. So Again, when we think that once we have what we need, then we can do what we want to do, then we get to be who we want to be, you will always be waiting to have first. And you will never get to be who you want to be. And yeah, you can wait to win the lottery. Go ahead, see how that works out. But what you're going to notice is the same thing that I noticed. I was never fulfilled by that. And I also never felt really truly unleashed by that. So let's go to the other way around again. Okay. Be, do, have. What I do with my clients is I put you in that having state. I ask you, okay, close your eyes for a minute. And guys, if you're driving, just wait till you get home. Listen to this episode again, but close your eyes for a minute and imagine having that. Having the money, having the time, having all the success or like the things you say you want, put yourself mentally in that having state and imagine who you'll be being when you have it. And that's the gold whatever list you come up with, I want you to actually list this for yourself. Once you have what you want, how would you be being about life? 
And when I looked at that, when Sarah asked me, like, how would you be being? I'm like, wow, I'd be excited. I'd be fun loving. I'd be free. I'd be in my flow. I'd be coaching. Oh my God. Like then I imagine myself as this amazing business owner in this. I like accepted the coach that I already am. And I started being her. And the traction that I gained after that was like, tremendous. I could go into that, but this is really about you at this point. And so you guys, this be, do, have philosophy is evidence across the board in tons of different philosophies and like industries. You'll see this. This is the law of attraction. This is the conversation of ontology. Be the person that has that life, that creates that life. This is commonly used in sales, in business, in leadership, but in life period. You want to attract that mate be the you that that mate would fall in love with. Like, who would you be being if you had that dream relationship? Who would you be being if you got the promotion and had all the money or the time or the blah, blah, blah. So in the conversation, I'm always talking life in general. So although this is used in business or in whatever, this can be used across the board. And I'll, I will be repetitive because it may not make sense right now. And you may hear this in another podcast episode and it'll make sense then because you're going to be different or you're going to have grown some type of way. So if you hear me being a little repetitive throughout the podcast, well, sorry, not sorry, because what I know is it's taken me a hundred times over of hearing it and relearning the lesson. And that's just the way that life goes very often. So I'm okay being a little bit repetitive because a lot of the guests that you hear, you'll hear these same lessons and you'll hear them in different industries and in different voices. And that's what I'm here to say to you as well is your voice matters. Your lessons matter because my voice doesn't sound the same as a male's voice or a different age person coming to tell you this or someone from a different industry, different circumstance and different upbringing. So it's okay that it sounds a little repetitive because be, do, have will always show up repetitive in life. So I'm always going to invite you. And now we're going to talk for a second about how to apply this. Now you got to look at who are you being now? I kind of shared that in the beginning of the, the episode, I was being a certain way and it wasn't having, creating the life I wanted. So I'm going to just tell you, you got, when you look at who you're being now, I'm a professional coach and I will always advocate that you do this work with a professional, our family, our friends, they mean well, and they may be able to help you, but they don't have a trained listening for how you're being foundationally. There's a refined skill set and also, so there's a refined skill set to number one, be able to hear the way that you're being. And then there's a refined love or um, aptitude it takes to be very blunt and honest and reflect you're being a victim right now. 
Or you're blaming the world for your circumstances when really you have the power to change it. Sometimes our friends can see that and they don't have what I call the chutzpah to reflect it. Because quite honestly, our friends are our friends for a reason. Like I love my friends and sometimes I have to risk them not liking my reflection or not reflecting my honesty, like not enjoying it in order to make a difference with them and have them have a breakthrough. The invitation though is enroll a professional, get a coach, see a therapist, see, you know, see a professional on any different level that will support you in seeing how you're being. So how are you being? You can list this and you can take a look at it for yourself to start, but then you can start to create. So you, if you see who you're being, you'll see what you're doing. You'll see very clearly what you have. Then you can look at creation, what it takes to move from what you've got now to where you want to be is seeing it first. Then comes the doing. Create accountability. You've got this new way of being set up. You're like, I'm going to be joyous. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be passionate. And, you know, faithful is the word I want to say. Like, I'm going to have faith that what I want will work out and that I'm capable enough to do it. Like, can you hear the totally different way of being other than victim and blamey and excuses? Like that's so different. And so then you create about accountability for this. You create accountability with your friends, with your family, with your business partners, with a mastermind group. Like you sign up for a program because now you're creating something new and you're kind of leveling up in life. And this requires action now, inspired action. Once you see a new opportunity for like being and creating, you must create accountability so that people know what you're up to and you don't get to bail out on yourself anymore. And then you just create inspired action. And I've talked a lot about that and I will talk a lot about that for another episode. (laughs) So one last thing I want to share with this one is when you are creating a new way of being, This requires persistence and patience. And I had an amazing coach, Coach Dave Keenhust, who you guys will hear on a podcast episode soon. And I am so excited because he's such a passionate soul and he's a coach as well. But when he was coaching me, what Dave would always acknowledge me for when it came to persistence was commitment to myself and my dreams and my goals. So I know that I've shared, I wrote a book And it's called giving up, giving up the memoir of a quitter. Like I didn't always have this persistence. I I had the persistence to like live my best life. And I had to quit people pleasing or quit talking negatively to and about myself. I had to quit like doing things that didn't serve my greater purpose. And so the persistence that I'm encouraging for you is not like don't quit. It's Quit doing things that don't serve your greater purpose and persist in your fullest life and your fullest self and quit talking negatively. Persist that you are great. Persist and have patience in your evolution and let yourself evolve because you may have years, 
years, maybe even decades of the old way of being like the victim or the blame game, or it's someone else's fault and excuses. You have years of that guys, and it's okay. But in order to evolve, to be, do, have the actual life you want is going to require a new way of being that you are not familiar with. And it is okay. But when you set something up new, it will require patience and persistence and a commitment to the life you say you want. So you don't get to sell out on yourself anymore. You don't get to take those lackadaisical swings at success. It's time to step up. And I say it in my book, I'll say it all the time, is when you want to elevate your life, You've got to elevate your vibes. You've got to elevate your way of being. So begin to study the law of attraction. Look into who you're being and begin to declare the life you want, not as a wish and a hope, but as a matter of fact, a matter of time. And then begin to be the person that would have that life. I did not have all the clients before I said I was a coach. I became a coach and the clients found me. So again, be the person, be you. Be you. Do the things that you want and would do. And it will cause you to have the life that you dream of. It will cause you to have the life you say that you want. And by way of doing all of that, you will begin to pass this beautiful awareness on. You will be a shining example of what it looks like to be you, do you, and have the life you love. And I will always encourage you to live the life you love. So thanks for joining me on today's 15-minute fill-up. It was amazing. I can't wait for you to apply this. I invite you to comment, share, tap into my community, and let me know how this awareness helped you and what you got out of it because I love participating with people in this new awareness. And if you see that you need the accountability feel free to visit abigailgazda.com and sign up for a complimentary coaching session. And we will talk about who you're being. I'll make those really honest reflections and we will talk about who you want to set yourself up to be in order to have that most amazing life. I love you guys. I'm cheering you on every day. So go create that life. Thank you for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. As you can tell, we are turning dreamers into doers. 